Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't know so, and welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms and following us on social media as we continue to bring you the latest in sports. This week, another dope episode. It's summertime, y'all, so we know the Marlins are in action and we catch up with them. An amazing U.S. Open gives us a good, dope story. And, of course, we catch up in the NBA playoffs as we saw two Game 7s as we head into the Conference Finals. It's time to take a ride, y'all. Let's go! Tell me how you really feel. Not that good, kid. Why is that? Uh, I don't know, Doug. To be honest with you, I'm tired. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to go toe to toe with me right now. On who's more tired? Absolutely not. I'm drained, dude. I know exactly where you're coming from for sure. But for we're sure. still doing this. Absolutely, dog. It's good to see you, homie. Absolutely, bro. It's good to see you. Uh, a lot you? has changed since yeah, the last man. time we saw each other. Happy belated birthday yet Thank again, you. dog. Thank you, bro. I um, now know what it what it is to be a man. Yeah. Now you're what? Thirty, bro. Thirty. Yeah, dog. This is the dark side of the moon. So, but honestly, bro, if if I have to tell you from experience, like when you do hit thirty. I tell everybody, it's like being in your 20s, but just being a lot smarter with more access to money. That's it. <laughs> and, and, and even that, I mean, that could be debated. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think now is everything that I've been through is where I get to put it, you know, to, to, to work. Right. In the 30s, right? That's what I'm saying. That's so, what I'm saying. So I'm so, excited. You know, I feel good, like dog. I feel like I've been 30 for the last 10 years. To be honest with you, <laughs> I'm a bit the body of a, aches and shit. I'm a bit of an old soul. No, yeah. it's just the injuries, right? For yeah. us fake athletes, dog. And, yeah, and the fact that every time I go to sit down on the toilet, my knees whoa, crack. Whoa, whoa! All right. Oh, damn! That's even worse, yeah, dog. That's how you know. You that's even know. worse. You may you may need to look into that, dog. <laughs> just saying. But I got chronic joint pain, man. I feel you. I feel you. Got to take care of that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. There's no thought about that. You got to take care of that, dog. <laughs> oh, man. But you know what? Uh, we got to shout out the Marlins, bro, because they've been taking care of business. You know? Oh, yeah, baby. No. Hold on. Let's go one time for our boys. Let's go, Marlins. Yeah, man. I, they've been like, doing good, bro. They've been doing good. I know me and you have been going back and forth you know, with all their games. You know, I know we sometimes we don't go as, as in-depth here because we want to kind of give the highlights and, and keep them moving so that we have time for other stuff. But be honest with you guys up front right now, it's not a whole lot going on in, in Miami sports. So, uh, you know, we have time to talk about these the mornings. Yeah, for sure. We've had a good week since, since we talked about them last week. No, and it's it's a good time to talk about the Marlins because they're really battling, you know, and something that was lacking down here in South Florida, mainly in Miami, was quality baseball and fun, entertaining baseball. And that's what we're getting right now with the fish, bro. The fish are really going out there and trying to win every single game. When they win, they win big. You know, they're learning how to win close games, you know, or, or try to, like, at least stay competitive in those in those tough matches, but from an offensive standpoint, they're blowing us away. You know, they're out there winning games seven to two, eight to two. They just beat oh, the I think Cubs. They had two like, double digit wins, right? They're yeah, they beat like the 10 Cubs first, ten two and then eleven one. So that's twenty one runs in two games. 
That's that's outstanding. Outstanding, and nobody, nobody predicted that besides me, you know. <laughs> but in all honesty, like it was tough to see, like okay, where are the Marlins going to operate runs from? And mainly, it's been two guys. You know, it's been Adam Duval and it's been Jesus Aguilar. Those two guys have big been bats. been the biggest bats that we've had in a while that have been consistent. Because even when you go back to the the Giancarlo Stan days, which was probably the most recent big bat that you can point out and say, yeah, that guy was doing his thing consistently. Between these two guys, they're really, really putting a, a huge amount of output. They're the only two guys on the team right now that have 50 RBIs. You know, Duvall has 52. Uh, Aguilar has 50. The next closest is 24 with the homie Jazz. You know, shout out to Jazz because he liked the post. So that says a lot about us. Where, where do we stack up in that regard to other teams and stuff like that? Like, what's the – is that, like, the average in, in – you know, it can't be the average because that's above average for our team. So, like, where does that stand with some of the, the better guys in the league right now? I know you're looking it up. You're trying to pull it up right now. Well, as a team, the thing is, like, they're always going to be in the middle of the pack, right? And because we don't have a star – they're they're never gonna really be in that top five range, top three, top ten range because they just don't have that manpower, so to speak. Why do you say that though? Because just like what we have currently right now. Right now, right. But I mean, who's not to say that we can't develop? We you know we always talk about the fact that we're able to find young talent and stuff, and we got these two big bats right now. And, you know, who's to say that we can't develop around them? Like for instance. We do have those two big bats, right? But besides that, you can feel that drop off. You know, you can feel the drop off. Right now, we're 18th when it comes to the major league in batting average. 18th. No, okay, but that wasn't my question. My question was, where do these, where does Duvall and and Aguilar with their 50, you said 50 plus RBIs, RBIs where does that rank in in the majors right now? Like, what? Who has the most amount of RBIs right now? Let, let's put it that way and see work our way from there. Gotcha. Let me bring up the the batting leaders. All right, so for home runs, it's Fernando Tatis Jr. He's killing it right now. He has 22 home runs on the season. What team is he on? He plays for San Diego. He has how many? 22. So uh, the okay. the fifth wow. place fifth place would be um, Freddie Freeman with 16. So Duvall's is tied for there for there for 16 for, for si- with 16 so home he's runs. Top five right, in the but, league right now. Yeah, and in the in RBIs, they're both on top of the league. They're, Duvall has 52, and uh, Aguilar is tied for second with Tatis Jr., where they both have – both of them have a 50. Bobble. That's yeah, but that's two guys. And, our, and look at our record. You know what I mean? But, okay. uh, but still, just the fact that the, we have those two guys. So that, then we got to look at – That's not enough to build is, on, dog. But it's a start compared to where we were two years ago. Let me ask you this. You think either one of those guys complete the season with us? I think so. I think so. I know we were talking about – Trade, you know, possible trades. Hold and, on and whatnot. now. Hold on now. It can go one of two ways. We either bring somebody else on or other people on before the trade deadline to help facilitate what these guys are doing and what they're putting out. So or then, we say, you know what, we can't put anybody around them. We're just going to succumb to that and and go for next year. So let's get what we can for these guys right now. Okay. Let, let's talk about that scenario right there. Let's say we, we have to bring somebody in, right? A third person or whatever to put in the into the rotation, into the batting lineup to hit and and produce right to their level. What do you think that's going to cost us? Because that automatically tells me we have to give up talent that's good right now and that's going to be good later. So that automatically puts a guy like Jazz Chills home 
in the in the trade talks automatically, and I would hate to lose that guy. You have another guy that you invested in, Starling Marte. You probably have to give up another player like I don't know. Uh, the guy we just recently called up, uh, the outfielder, the Dominican kid, uh, the Jesus kid. That's big time prospects. That's the foundation that we're talking about. That's going to help them compete, not only this year but moving forward. You're not going to trade those guys right now in season when when those are the guys that are yeah maybe they're not at the top of the league, but they're consistent as fuck. And in that consistency, we're able to battle and allow those guys to be difference makers. You know what I mean? So it's tough for me in in this moment to say, yeah, you know, let's let's trade one because mainly it would be Jazz. If we go to any team to say, hey, give me a big, give me your big bat or one of your big bats, they're gonna say, cool, give me Jazz, and I'll take whatever else you want to throw in. Is that worth it? I don't think so, because Jazz is gonna be. A big time playmaker, and right? He's and he can hit for power. I like right? jazz. I, I like what I mean. He won the position out in you know in spring training and whatnot. Yeah, and he's and been, he's been he's been injured, but he's been playing well in the games that he's available. Eight home runs, twenty four RBIs on the season, eighty one total bases, eight, sixteen walks, doesn't strike out a lot. Ten stolen bases, averaging two sixty four. Again, this is a kid that when he gets more acclimation into the majors. You can you can just tell that he's going to be better and better and better. Not worth it right now to to go get a big bat that I'm not guaranteed is going to make up a nine game difference in our record. We're thirty one and forty right now, Doug. Damn. So are you throwing in the towel right now? No, for the not at all. Not at all. It sounds like it. No, but what I'm saying is I would rather get pitching than a bat. I agree. I, I, we need pitching. I mean, so been, we've been talking about that at nauseum. But so if it, it sounds takes, like you're throwing in the towel for the Martin nah, season this nah. season and just kind of saying it's a I'm wash. I'm gonna bring it back year. to where we were, which is trading Duvall or Aguilar at some point in the season to get a raw ass pitcher. So a guy like Duvall that is leading the league right now in home or in RBIs, I should say, and top five in home runs that we just signed last year for this exact reason. Uh huh. That's the first guy you think of on a trade on the Bro, trading block. You have to trade a what's a commodable asset. You have to trade what is your best asset. Who's it going to be? It's either going to be Duval or it's going to be Aguilar. And either way, we invested as the Marlins, right? They invested very low into both of those players. Not one of those guys are making crazy amount of money for us to get them. wasn't a crazy big deal. You know what I mean? So like. Come on, dog. We're we're selling at the highest point with those players because we know that next year when it comes time to sign them or some shit like that, maybe their value isn't the same, and we gotta pay them. And that's not something that the Marlins want to do with nobody. No, I know, I know that. I mean, we're not in that position. We're not in that position. So th- that's why a you try your hardest to keep your young talent that you have for the cheap that can be really good, like a guy like Trevor Rogers. Come on, dog. What would that guy be worth right now on the free market? A shit ton of money, dog. A lot. That's our. That's our. That that right there, I think, is our best asset. You feel me? So, like, at that point, that's when we gotta look at the. Okay, yeah, we're good right now. We're not really great, but we can be a lot better in the next year or two if we can build up on the squad. That's why I would say, if like you can trade Aguilar, yeah, it would suck right now because there would be a huge vacuum in the batting stats, right? But at least we're getting a significant boost in pitching, which will allow us to win games more consistently, dog. Not to yeah, say that Aguilar is not being consistent when it comes to the bat, but 
he's one guy. He's no. not going to make a big difference in winning games every game. No, you know no, I, mean? I, I definitely not. But I think that I like. I just like the guys, man. I like. Sure. I like the guys. You know, as far as what they bring to the table for the Marlins. You know, it, it, Aguilar is is Venezuelan, right? Yeah, he brings that big bat aspect. Kind of reminds me of yeah, you know, man. Miggy, uh, Miggy, we were we were talking about it before the mm-hmm. podcast. You know what Miggy brought, and then what he went on to do after us. And then I like what Duval does. You know, a veteran guy, we go out, we sign him for a year to do exactly this, to be a leader out there and lead by example and, you know, be a big bat. And he's doing that. He's getting his money's worth. So it's like we paid the guy for a year. Why trade him? Let's keep the guy, ride it out at the end of the year. You just If you don't want to pay the guy because now he's coming off of a, a career year, right. so be it. But don't trade him away, you know, unless it's a really lucrative deal. You know what I mean? That Chico. we can get something good in return. I don't want just, like, rights to somebody that, like, is 16 in, in like, Puerto Rico or something. You know, I don't know, dude. Bro, listen, I feel you, bro, but Duval's 32 years old. I know. You trade that That's guy. why they signed him for a year, though. <laughs> you trade that guy. They already if paid some, him. I feel he had you, $5 but million so, guaranteed. Yo, but, dog, listen to me. Yes, his stats have been impressive. But if somebody comes and goes, hey – I have a trade for you. Would yeah, you if, like this if, nice picture for Adam Duval? Right. Absolutely, sir. Right this way. A Would you like some coffee? <laughs> a team that could use somebody like you that know what I'm struggling right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. That sets us Absolutely, up. brother. Come on. You, you, I'm again, just selfish. I want them for myself because I think me that too. we need to make other moves around that. Because we do have the two big bats that take us back to those, you know, Stanton days where he had Ozuna and he had Yelich, you know, and and that whole team where we had hitters. And, you know, we got a couple of guys here. We got a couple of guys. Marte, you know, he's back healthy. He's playing well again. Uh, Jazz, we, you know, we always talk, we talk about him every show because of what he does. And I, so I like I like our team, man. I like our team chemistry. I like the nucleus. I just want to build around that. I'm selfish. Yeah, I, I get it. I totally get the GM side of things. I feel like. For instance, like they'll be playing tomorrow night, th- Tuesday, when the episode drops, right? And Sandy Alcantara would be pitching. He's four and six on the season with a three point zero nine ERA. If the Marlins can figure out a way to put another good stretch of winning series, because they just won this series against the Cubs, well, we had two, lost the uh, previous previous two series, mm-hmm. and that really that shit really set us back, right? We're if, we're last in the division right now, I believe, right? Yeah. That's no bueno. That's no bueno. We have a tough division. We've talked about that, but to be dead last in it right now with the it's, team, we, we, we thought we were going to be at least middle of the pack. No, we know that the talent def- definitely points to the record being better than this. Correct. But we've gotten a lot of bad breaks also. I, I agree. You know, I we've gotten – I, I can't cannot say that. It's, it may sound like an excuse, but it really isn't. And it's not like we're far from the competition either. We're two and a, ga- two and a half games behind Atlanta – Three games behind Washington, four games behind Philadelphia. So, like, it's not a big, crazy deal. Two series. Two series, pretty much. And that's what leads me to my point to kind of, like, wrap up with the Marlins. We got to find a way to win some series right now. That's the only way that we're going to be able to compete for that division. The division is wide open. We've said it before here on the show, dog. You know what I mean? The, the division is wide open. If we can win these series... We start one with Toronto, even though they're playing in Buffalo, which is hella weird. Uh, <laughs> but we got another one and right Buffalo's after. basically Canada, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's still weird. It's still weird. Just saying, man. We got two quick games, and we have a quick turnaround against Tor- Toronto. Another big series against Washington. Three games against Philadelphia. Three more games against Atlanta. Games we got to win, bro. 
Games that we got to win. Series we got to win. Hey, and if we keep getting production out of Adam Duvall, like he's been doing, like the grand Sell slam him. that he's coming off of, Sell we him. can turn it around. You know what? Hey, get us back to 500 and then get rid of him. You know what? At least let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. At least let's do that. Get us back to five. Get us back to square. And then we can get rid of him. Either way, sell when it's him. high. Like Dodge, like, like Dogecoin taught us all. You should have sold when it was high, man. Whoa, the market is tanking. But this is not a crypto <laughs> podcast, so we will not go there, ladies and gentlemen. I just got to we'll make that reference. Sports, yeah, so we're going to sure. send you off with our Marlins. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, Marlins. Hell yeah, baby. Well, now we can talk about something that is pretty cool for both of us, the U.S. Open. I, I would hope at this point for our listeners, I mean, we, we've kind of been, you know, growing, growing the golf talk as, as more and more events come, come around, especially these major events. But we've been telling everybody, watch. If you're not going to watch all four days, watch Sunday. And, man, that's when that action was happens. this tournament one of those tournaments, man? Yo, first of all, congratulations on making the right pick. Thank you, sir. You're Thank very you. welcome. I, I mean, Freaking I appreciate bastard. it. I just I, I went with the outright favorite. It's kind of like I, I it, he was 10 to 1. He was the outright favorite to win this event. Uh, there was a lot of storylines leading up to it. Well, was, let's talk about some of those storylines. Yeah, that was my inclination towards it. You know, I just really felt like he really was pissed. I felt like he was wronged, you know, winning by six shots at a tournament like the Memorial. Uh, and uh, he gets pulled from the field two weeks ago because of COVID. He definitely kept that same energy. You know, <laughs> He Dude, definitely but- kept that same energy because he didn't give up. And people can point to Bryson choking and this and that. Whatever. We'll get into that right now. Yeah, let's just set it all up. This past weekend, John Rahm, the Spaniard, won his first uh, major championship. Rambo. He won the U.S. Open at Torrey Pines, the 121st U.S. Open. And uh, he won it, I believe, in the end, it ended up being six under was what took it, which was like one or two Correct. Um, ahead of the rest of the field. And he did it in, in a really, really cool way. Um, you know, he, he wasn't the last group. He, he wasn't in, in the, the top uh, positions to start today he was in play in contention as were a lot of the elites in the world um your rory mcelroy's your your brooks kepka's your bryson DeChambeau's. Morikawa. you know there everybody oh. was in the mix early in the day I felt and, bad for him. uh and sure enough john rom goes on to have an incredible back nine and one of the most beautiful finishes i've ever seen in golf birdieing 17 and birdieing 18 to take over the lead and then that lead held because the only other guy that was chasing at that point was Bryson. the South. No, it was a South oh, African. That's right, Louis Oosthuizen, and uh, he ended up putting one into the shit on on seventeen and bogeying that done. hole. And then he couldn't, you know, he had to hold out for eagle uh, on eighteen, and he just couldn't get it done. So and Rambo stay ready because he was out there like just with the mindset of whatever it takes to win this tournament, I'm gonna do it. So he finished his round. He knew that there was guys behind him to who could still potentially catch up to him or be him and he just went to the driving range bro and something really cool that what you should be doing absolutely that's just a mindset you know that's a championship mindset like he was locked in like i gotta keep getting my swings in because i'm feeling fucking hot and in case this shit goes into a tie i'm gonna show up hotter than the guy who's showing up with me and something really cool that I saw was Phil Mickelson, bro. What a freaking class it's act boy, this guy, dude. dog. That's my dog, boy. dog. Like, for real, for real, that's my dog, he dog. He didn't win it this week. No. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. We were actually right on that one. But he was um, 
really nice and courteous to Rom's wife. Yeah. Got her chairs so she can sit down with their with their baby and watch John. You well, know, the, when I ran it back and I saw it, there was already a chair there, and he there was, was one chair. He, he went was and already got, pulling up a chair for himself. So, but he knew that there was a chair there, so he was like, he "Let me just keep her company. Just make sure, right?" You know? And it was a class act. Nah, you know? yeah. Shout out to Phil. Shout man. out to he, Phil, he's man. A, he's a good dude for that. But no, to your point, man, Rombo, uh, staying ready, right? Staying he didn't, he ready. Didn't know what was gonna happen. Louis could have gone on to birdie seventeen and or you know eagle eighteen or something, and he ends up you know tying them. They go to a playoff or somebody you know what you never know. Something could have happened, so he stays ready. And I to your point, it's a championship mindset because there's a, another player by the name of Joaquin Neiman who was in a tournament. Um, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but it was recently. It was in the last year or so. And he ends up having the lead, you know, when he finishes all said and done. There's a couple guys after him. And he's just hanging out, talking to Sergio Garcia over on the patio, you know, just hanging out, shooting the shit, not getting warming up on the range. And sure enough, somebody ties him up, and he has to go to a playoff. Done. And that person that had just finished playing that was still in rhythm, Still sweating. He's still hot. He's still warm. You know what I'm saying? So he he got comfortable. He got too comfortable. And he didn't keep it going. And he didn't keep it, you know, he didn't keep that same energy. So he ended up losing that. So to see Rom on the range being, you know, just a stroke ahead at that point when he got done, it it was championship mentality. Yo, that's what athletes, that's what athletes do. When you're a championship championship athlete. That's what champions do, bro. That's what champions do, dog. Straight up. Because regardless of the sport, you got to be locked in when it's game time. When it's like, yeah, it could be the second quarter. Maybe your mind drifts a little bit, whatever. But when you're in the fourth quarter, two minutes, in whatever sport, whatever you want to call it, in the last 50 meters of a race, whatever, you need to be dead locked focused because it's either that or nothing. And that's the difference in winning. And, and he look, was. And he, he was, was ready. And you saw it. You know, dude, I was, I was following him. That was the one guy that I wanted to see on Sunday. And he was hitting some incredible drives and some incredible shots. And he missed a few birdies, man, like kind of leading up to that, like on like 14 and 15. He missed birdie opportunities that he had. He had one really close that he missed. And I was like, damn, that's going to come back to bite him. You know, he, it did not, bro. You know who definitely had one of those? Uh, my dark horse, Ke- Brooks, Kepka. He had like two missed putts. Um, I think it was like 14 and 17 or something like that. And when I saw it, I was like, damn, dog. I know he's off. And when I saw that, I was like, I know he's not going to be able to keep that surge. And Morikawa, too. Like, Morikawa was in the hunt. He was in the hunt when he started off his day. He has a problem with short putts, But he has a big-time problem with short putts, man. man. It's like a mental thing. He stands over it too long. I was was noticing that. But, yeah, there was a lot of guys. A lot of guys were, you know, in contention. There was a chance. There was, like, you know, a bunch of guys that were only a few back or whatever. There was was a couple of no-names that, you know, nobody really knows as far as. Hung in there. That that were no that were a top Harris and English, up, no I'm thinking of Bland a guy named Richard Bland I think I've never heard of the guy no. he was up there he was one of yeah. the leaders and he ended up you know crumbling we're talking about crumbling Bryson DeChambeau he ended Crumble. up shooting a nine I think on one hole like it, I, I, I saw I saw him play out the hole and, and he, like he went ob and then he messed up a ball and then he like he like um, shanked it out of the bunker. And then he ended up coming back up on the green and two putting for like a nine or something like that. So he he ended up with like a seventy seven. It was bad. It was, it was bad. bad. It was but bad. Rom did not man. He those two putts too. We, you know we got to talk about those two putts that he made. The one that for birdie on seventeen and the one for birdie on eighteen. Both I would say probably like fifteen twenty foot putts if not more. Sliding it's left a slight to right, work for not me, even dog. straight putts. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna have to call call the flag on that one, sir. Um, but no, these were left to right putts 
and they were fast. You know, these are fast greens, and they're all moving. They're not just straight putts. If it's a straight putt, different story, but they're all moving. So he hits the one on 17 to tie a Louie, and you're like, there's no way with the same putt because he had to hit it on the – it was 18 to par 5. He hits it in the bunker, and then he has a weird lie in the bunker, so he has to hit it out, and it's Which, not. that whole rough – the whole weekend was, bro, Let me one of the that. worst I've ever seen in my second. life. Let me tell you about that now in a second. I'll tell you why in a second. Um, but anyways, so he ends up coming out of the bunker to like 20 feet again, and, and that's his birdie opportunity left to right again, and he drains it, dude, to take the lead. So it was just – it was incredible. He gave like an outrageous fist pump, and then, boom, the storyline started to come together. You know, he got wronged at the memorial recently. He's at Torrey Pines, which is where he got engaged to his wife. Though, his, his wife is standing there with their newborn child on Father's Day. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, this guy that. just won the U.S. Open. All right, Bryson didn't it, stand it, a chance. It was, no, <laughs> Bryson, you know, the storyline behind Bryson was, is he going to be able to repeat? You know, and but no, man, I feel like all this Brooks shit is in his head, and he's – he, He's he definitely in his head, out. dog. He's definitely in in each other's head. For sure. Like we saw the the little clip of the interview where Bryson's being interviewed and you see Brooks walking in the back and he, he like jumps. Up. <laughs> I'm like, dude, yeah, like nah, come, come on, on dog. Now like you said not you that some seventeen year old shit. Yeah, bro. That's why I hate the guy, bro. Not I hate the guy, but I just dislike him very me. much. He annoys me. He's very dislikable, but yeah, bro. And like for me. Again, you're on a big stage. It's not like you're playing at some whatever tournament where people are having fun and maybe people aren't taking it as serious. This is a U.S. Open, a lot of prestige behind it, a lot of history behind it. You kind of have to respect the golf course. Imagine if it was Tiger Woods doing some shit like that, the media outrage, never, or Phil. Never. never. Phil but if would they did never. it, the, the media would love it because it's Tiger. You know right, but they would and never do that And if somebody did it to shit. Tiger, they would hate that guy instantly because instantly, they did it to Tiger. Instantly. So, again, nobody in that era would ever do some shit like that. And to see it happening like now is like, Yo, that's whack. Either go at it or don't go at it, but don't beat around the bush about it, you know? And I felt like that's why I felt like golf or like the U.S. Golf Association or whatever, they could have done something about it by, yeah, they could have done something about it just by saying, you know what, we're going to put two of you assholes together and let's see what happens. I I didn't want to see that. Yeah, bro, because you know what, at the end of the day, A, you have to be a man about it. I didn't want to see it that way. I wanted that to happen organically. Like naturally. Oh, you guys are having to both be, you know, two under into Sunday, you know, they're paired up. Let's see what happens now. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, it's that, bound to that, happen. That I'm cool with, but like, don't pair them up on a Friday just to go, just for the ratings and stuff. Because like, either way, your coverage sucks most of the time. So <laughs> it wasn't that great. Thank God they it, had it's that. It's tough, app. man. Like, you got, it starts at like three and shit. And I get it. You know, there's one of the leaders start, but there's a whole lot of golf that goes on before that, dude. Come on. But going back to the rough, so people people kind of shit on Tory Pines a little bit. I don't know why. I haven't been there personally on TV. I've it driven looks, by it. It's it pretty looks, dope. It looks amazing on TV. It looks you know a really cool uh, golf course in great shape, like off the cliffs and stuff. You can see the Pacific ocean right there and all that but it has all types of different grass yeah so that's what you were seeing in the rough like it's not one consistent rough all the areas that they're hitting the, into the shit like it's all different types of grass so it, crazy. it's that, that much more inconsistent i saw some dude's ball uh, i can't remember i think it was a canadian um not cory connor's what well bryson connor? had one like that on 15 where he let his shit land he went way right way right on his drive she landed in the rough he went out there, and you can t- see him standing up, and you can't even see his shoes. <laughs> what, are, what I was saying about even, the Canadian dude, he hit it into the tree. Right. Oh, my God. And he got one? stuck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I saw that. Bro, like, how 
bad of a, a break is that? That's like the golf gods telling That's, you this is not your day, my guy. Shit happens to me all the time, bro. And if it <laughs> happens to the pros, I was telling my father and I was like, see, if he misses that 40 foot putt, why can't I miss a 40 yeah, foot putt and feel good about it? Because he's barely missing it. He's That's like okay. burning the edge of it and like rolling out just two feet past it for a hey, tapping. Whereas we're leaving it 35 feet short. Just like in next Friday, <laughs> players fuck up, you know, and it happens. <laughs> But it just shows you the human element to that game. When you're not fully checked in and you're having a bad day, that type of shit can wear on you. And you see it in the performances. You see it where people are falling off, maybe starting in the top five and then ending up outside the top ten. You're like, damn, I just missed out on points for like the FedEx Cup and shit. It matters. And it has a big effect on the game of golf that mental stability bro and people don't think about it as much like we go out there and we play and we have fun and shit because we're with our boys and whatever but when you're competing and you're actually trying to hit that ball and you're locking in you're literally going to war with yourself to try to like forget all that but at the same time focus on that and then (laughs) try to have fun like it's all that in one shot right and for them it's a full-time job because a lot of this shit depends on it so it's it's crazy that pressure and to see how it breaks those guys down, dog. But it makes me feel a lot better about my game when, you know, I saw guys left and right, especially on the part three that was facing the ocean. That was a crazy elevation drop. I think it was like twenty two feet from the tee to the hole. Right. And just thinking to myself, like, bro, I'd probably hit that shit way over or way right into the ocean. These guys were missing, but they're missing by 10, 15 feet. And it's impressive to see them miss because it's really close. As opposed to you and I, if we miss, it may not be that oh, yeah. close. You, it's, know it's, I mean? it's all over. you never know where you're You never get. know, right. We spray it our way right. Like we can whiff the ball together. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yes. These guys, you know, their misses are, you know, they're they're calculated. calculated yeah, almost. For the most almost. part. For the most part, but yeah. That's, I mean, that's why, bro. It's, it's just so razor thin, like, the difference between those guys. Because if you think about it, you know, 10th place, I think, what it might have been, like, one under or something like that. Yeah. Would have been 10th place. And then you're talking about first place was six under, so that's a five stroke difference over four days. That's that's less than a stroke and a half every day. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just so razor thin. Like it, the six guys finished negative minus one for the day for the tournament. So was that the tie for tenth? Tie for seventh. Tie for seven. Look at that. Wasn't Brooks one of those guys? Brooks was in there. Colin Morikawa was in there. <laughs> uh, Brandon Grace was in there. Daniel Berger. Paul Casey, who Daniel played well. Berger? Backdoor yeah. top 10? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. Paul Casey, who was one of those guys that were Casey, at the top in Casey the beginning. Casey well. And yeah, but you, you saw him in the in the top of the leaderboard early in the tournament. You're like, Conyo, look at this guy playing well. And then he, nah, the, the you, course slowly yeah. it started to chip away at those guys. Paul Casey. Yeah. Um, one that I was going to tell you. And Rory. You. Sorry, just to top it off. Rory finished in the in the top, tie, well, tied for seventh race also. Yeah, bro. He does another top 10 for Rory. You know, it sucks. He's never going to, I don't know if he's ever going to be back to where he started from, but uh, it ain't Lu- easy. Louis Ustazen, six runner up in major championships, dude. Wow. You can count on that. Like when, when Rom had the lead and like, it was up to Louis to like come in second place. It <laughs> bro, was, it was like, he, it was, you could just lock it if up. You right had there. that on your DraftKings. You were right, like, hell right yes. <laughs> like at that moment, just bet the house on that. Let's go that poor guy, man. He's a hell of a golfer, man. Not that poor. He made 1.3. No, no, million. he exactly. He come makes, on. he makes guap, you know, yeah. that's a, but still he could have made 2.2 <laughs> million. I think that's what first place. Yeah, took. John yeah, Rahm yeah, just yeah. took on that. 2.25. Plus, plus all the points. Plus John Rahm is now going to be the, mm. the number one ranked player in the world. Mm. So all the things that come with that, you know, so shout out to John Rahm, man. It was a hell was of a great tournament, hell of a championship. 
Uh, shout out to the USGA and the and the US Open. It was it was great, man. I really I really enjoyed it. So now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question, major. bro. Yeah, for sure. We're definitely gonna be watching it. Oh, of course. <laughs> um, would you like to see like a celebrity boxing of Bryson versus Brooks? Would you pay nine ninety nine to watch an internet stream of that? Of Bryson, I'd rather pay nine ninety nine to see them golf head to head and be able to hear everything <laughs> that they say. said, like unfiltered, right? Yeah. Yeah, like here, like badass. I want to hear them chirp each other. Like you know, even if it's not going to be like you know constant what? vocal, like you know, whatever, whatever he does something that. annoying that like that Brooks just like just says like a little backhanded like comment or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I would love to catch those. Like rather than a boxing match, like they're not boxers, bro. They're golfers. Yeah, you know I mean? would love. Uh, you know what? Sports with Soso is going to pitch that idea to Thriller. We're going to hit thriller? him up. Yeah, we're going to hit him up. And is be it like, Thriller Yo. or Thriller? I don't know, bro. I think, that, I think I, it's Triller. You got to ask somebody who's under the age of 22. They will tell you for sure <laughs> how to pronounce hey, it. Me. Hey, you like Pokemon and Jake Paul? <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they definitely Is it Triller or Thriller? I don't know. Triller? Triller. All right. They said Triller. There it goes. Then that's what but, it is. Uh, I like it, man. We can set that up. We yeah. can set that up. Yeah. We got a lot of things to set up, bro. This, this little next couple of weeks has been... It's going to be crazy. We got the NBA... Playoffs in full gear. We just had two game sevens. Uh, we saw Philadelphia and Atlanta go to a game seven. And we saw Brooklyn and Milwaukee go into a game seven. And I wanted to talk about that game first because two things. I told I wanted to really harp on like the difference that not having Kyrie made. You were right, Brooklyn. bro. You just wanted me to hear you wanted to hear me say that. You were right. Not you called it. You, you did. <laughs> I did call it. And I've been telling people. And I'm telling <laughs> them again. You. Thank you. You called it. Thank you. I did. But more in the sense that it was so obvious that you need that type of point guard. Because even down the stretch for the Bucks, Drew Holiday played well. He didn't play as amazing, but he played well. Especially given that he wasn't facing a guy like Kyrie and he was just being able to go, whatever. Yeah, he had Harden on him and Harden... For me, I felt like he disappeared, but I also said that shit too. Bro, where he, he he disappeared. He, he, he people are gonna point to the oh he was hurt, whatever, whatever. History has shown and continues to show that in playoff games when it matters the most, he shine away because there was a moment in the I think it was like the final seconds of regulation where KD hit the shot with his foot on the line, the turnaround shot, which was freaking amazing. That guy is so deadly. When it we'll comes talk, to about, we'll talk about KD separately now. Yeah, for sure. He go, go on with your train of thought. Harden had the ball first. The ball came up to Harden first, and as soon as he touched that ball, he didn't even take a dribble. He just had potato said, "Hey, KD, this is for you, man. Good luck." And I felt like ah, that's oh, that, that's you. That's, that's, that's a tell. That's you, my man. Because Kyrie would have fucking taking that shot, <laughs> taking that shot quick as hell with, without a hesitation. Harden did it. And I know that Harden happens to be that guy in the playoffs, especially when there's another superstar there. He's going to concede to that superstar yeah, always. We, we know Kyrie's going to make the play. We've seen him do We've it. We've seen him do it. So not having Kyrie I think he's undefeated in the first him. round of the playoffs. That was a stat that I saw. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, man. And, and look, even the Steve Nash, he had a couple of mishaps. I felt like he should have had a foul earlier than what they allowed and just played the foul game you know, to try to bring it back. A veteran coach probably would have done that. He didn't call a timeout to try to set up a play. When he did get the timeout to set up a play, he set up a whack play for KD to get a, a, a bad look at three. That's not shit that a good coach would do, right? And they suffered. And I knew they were going to suffer. Now, 
the same thing could be said about the Bucks. Uh, oh, before I mean, before. Oh, we let's talk about KD, dog. Bro, let's I talk about talk, KD. I want, bro, because me personally, I you know after KD left OKC, I mean we battled him obviously right when he was in OKC. We saw him, you know, we took him down. He was a hell of a challenger. Um, and then he goes over to Golden State, and I thought that was soft. I think everybody thought that was soft, you know, to go team up with them and, and win a championship that way. Like, come on, bro, you're better than that. You should have stayed in OKC with Russ to do it, but. Whatever, he goes on and does it. He wins MVP. You know, he plays phenomenal with these guys. Um, and then now he goes to Brooklyn, and he was hurt for the whole last year, right? We didn't get to see him, so everybody kind of forgot about KD. But KD said, nah. he ain't forgetting about me because he put on a hell of a performance these playoffs. Both game six and game five. In- incredible, dude. Like 49 points the first one? Yeah. Right, and I think he shot forty nine. That that first, oh, not the first one, but that game six, and then he had forty something, forty eight on the end of with like forty seven, which yeah. was like a he taught he no he set the record I think for most points in a game seven forty eight, you know, and then you're talking with about, nine rebounds and, and six assists. Yeah, oh yeah, and then the other one was a triple double. Actually, he had like uh, it was like forty nine fourteen no forty nine fifteen and ten was what he had. That was like his stat line. I know because one of my buddies won. A, uh, good, a good amount of money on, on no dude he put that bet uh with somebody he put a parlay that it was like um the nets win kd stat line or whatever and it was a ridi- dude it was a ridiculous bet and he hit uh because of that but anyways yeah dude he he was literally inches away from being in the eastern conference finals inches away because his foot was barely on that line barely dog. i was watching i wasn't watching the game but i was keeping track of it uh, on the like the espn app or whatever like that's how i was watching like, <laughs> I, could, I didn't have access to it at the time and i see the score and it says three point and i'm like oh my god he did it i can't i can't believe it actually happened and then i saw it got adjusted and it went to yeah. two point and i was like damn, damn and he knew son. it i felt like he knew it he was like yo i fucked up but, did, but he, he didn't though, bro. He put that team on his back, man. And he I got didn't. I got a ton of respect for KD after, after this. For me, for me, he's probably the best offensive talent that's hit the NBA. He, he can say it, bro. He's arguably the best player right now in the no, world. I don't know about best player because a, a lot has to do with that. But as as far as offensively talented goals, bro, he scores. However, literally, however, there was like two baskets that he had where he was literally driving they pushed him he goes under the rim stretches that long ass arm gets it over his head hits the backboard drops it in for two buckets like that's shit that's really difficult to do unless you're that tall unless you're that you know you you got that long wingspan and shit yo this guy is out of this world who would you put above since you didn't want to you know agree with that point are you a LeBroner? Do you say LeBron because LeBron's still active that he's the greatest player in the world? Or because who is better than KD? I can't think of anybody. I, the only person I would think of is LeBron. But let's be real. We're talking about a it doesn't what, matter what the year size, old LeBron. It doesn't matter what the size of the player, right? No. Okay. It's, then then let's call it pound for pound. You know pound for who pound? brings the most pound for pound? You got to put who a can guy, change the game by himself. You got to put a guy like Curry out there, dog. Okay. Okay, absolutely. And, and and the proof is in the pudding for as whack as that sounds because when he came back from Golden State, he literally took that team to the playoffs. No, I totally I totally get it. Balling. But I'll not put, like barely balling, MVP type shit balling. But I'll put Durant over him because of his size. Cuz it's like, okay, he can shoot, that's cute, but Durant can shoot, but he can also guard, he can also pass, he can also rebound. 
he can do it all because just he's a seven foot freak. Yeah, but it it comes down to a thing of will. Does he have the will to I, rebound? I, th- I think no, we've no, no, seen no, it, no, dude. no, 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 no. He's never gonna be a guy who averages uh like thirty five. Because nah, that's and, not his, that's not his role. Fourteen, but he'll thirty five. He'll and, average forty five. That's okay. And, so, that, and so I'll take that Steph? over over the ex, the other so five rebounds. Steph. So would Steph. Steph would put up as many points, and Steph again can shoot from anywhere. But his defense half is court. Sus. Maybe you can pick on him. Definitely, bro. But he makes up for it offensively. Oh uh, yeah, but the, that's what I'm saying about why I would take KD over him. And if you really want to get technical, Steph won before KD won a championship. Oh no, absolutely. And I, KD I, probably doesn't win a championship until you know Steph says, "Yeah, I can play over here." So that's why I'm that's like, why it has to be a, a, a pound okay. for pound type thing. Okay. Right. I still give the but, to Durant. I feel you. And a lot of people would. A lot of people would. And I wouldn't be mad at that. For sure, for sure, for sure, KD, again, does shit offensively that nobody else can do, bro. And he's a really difficult guard. He's like, it's tough to defend him. It's tough to be in his face. We saw PJ Tucker go at it, right? And there was a lot of mutual respect between those two. But it took literally everything that P.J. Tucker had to even slow him down. And he didn't fucking slow him down because KD still averaged damn near 40 yeah, points but a he, game. Yeah, he slowed him down. No, he he, he, bothered he him game one and two, and then he slowed him down for three and four a little Homie, bit. He still had 30 points, 28 points. That's bo- that's but like a then, normal. Yeah, KD, KD he, got mad, he got mad and did what he did. So it's not like he shut him down. No, there's no shutting down. There's no, there's no shutting, shutting down, down, KD. You got to hope that his is only enough to not beat you. And Harden didn't step up. Harden did not step up. I don't think he has a future there. Maybe the Nets get better. But that Does he was, come to Miami? No. Fuck no. <laughs> you don't I would him? hate that guy down here, dog. I would hate that guy down here. And a lot of people want to give me shit for not fucking wanting to trade for Harden before. Fuck that. I'm not trading for Harden. I know who he is. He's lazy. He's very lazy. Very lazy because he has the talent. He has the the game. He has all the little intangibles. He has the heart, but he's fucking lazy. He's lazy about his attitude. He's lazy about his game. You can tell, dog. I think he's scared of the moment. He is scared of the moment. That shit was an obvious tell. Again, Kyrie would have took that fucking shot. At least would have held on to it, dribbled it, tried to get to something. Kyrie's doing something with the ball. Harden gave that shit up. Quick as fuck. Didn't scared, even think twice about scared it. Scared of the moment. You know who else was scared of the moment? Who? Ben Simmons. Oh, my God. Bro, oh, my goodness. <clears throat> this man, his whole team turned on him. Joel Embiid pointing the finger at him. He uh, deserves Doc it. Doc Rivers. But Doc Rivers shouldn't be talking either because Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers is, is fucking trash. trash, son. Trash. He should have never had that one trash. championship, bro. That guy... And who was, Bro, who if was it wasn't on him? if it was Smith was bagging on him? Yeah, man. If it wasn't for that fucking Celtics team to save that motherfucker's career, he wouldn't have never won a championship anywhere. Nope. Anywhere. Because he hasn't done it. He couldn't and, take the Clippers to the, the Western Conference Finals, Ty Lu, first year. Boom. Bro, if you if you look at the teams that he's coached and the players that he's coached, you Ridiculous. would say you would be like, fuck, this guy should have more. This guy should definitely 100%. be a much better coach. And 100%. he hasn't been. He hasn't been. And and now people used to compare him to Spo. No, that he's better than Spo, this and that. No shit. Yeah, right. That no shit shot. is no longer that's valid. Cap, as the kids would say. Yeah, that's cap. <laughs> Big time cap. 
that's no longer never been the case and definitely that argument is dead yeah. because you can blame injuries you can blame this the team the roster this whatever it comes down to the coach and it comes down to the players the coach didn't do his job that's on you doc you're trash the players didn't do your job that's on you ben you're trash because everybody like Embiid on a fucking broken knee, dog. Embiid, bro, that's a uh, that guy on man. a fucking broken knee. I don't, I don't, I don't like him because he always, you know, gets the better of us. That's the only reason I don't like him. But man, I really respect that guy as a player. He's a. I don't even a, not like him. I like him a lot, <laughs> <laughs> even when he comes and tortures us. For sure, because it's a, it's something that's rare. That's old school basketball yeah, shit, bro. and he has the He's new nice. element with his shot, and it's like fucking ridiculous. He's one of those unguardable players. He has to be in that debate. Hey, um, if that if that team dismantles. <sighs> I would love to get a run at, at Jordan I, B, dude. Go be, get that guy. Go ahead. Get rid of whoever you want. Go get that guy. Go oh, yeah. But oh, talking about that series, though, so Atlanta. Trey. Ice Trey. Dude, those guys were down Ice Trey. a few times in that series and ended up bringing it all the way back and winning and just outright won the series, bro. How crazy is that? It's, Atlanta it's in, not, the West, in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's, it is, is crazy. It is crazy. But I would point to their success. Their coach is good. He's been battle-tested. Nate McMillan, he's gone to the Western Conference Finals and shit like that. He's played in that that high level, right? So he knows what it takes. For for the rest of the Atlanta players, like Trey Young, that just shows you what type of fucking superstar he is. And having that point guard, like I've talked about before here, is the key. Because even with him struggling in that in that game seven, because he was shooting horrible at one point, he was like three of twenty or some shit like that, or three of eighteen. He was doing really bad. Yeah, he, he can get streaky sometimes. He was no, no, he was off that game, and Atlanta was still in it. Granted, because of the extra players that they have on that team, and that's a team that's slowly invested into their team and are seeing the fruition of it. Like that Herder kid, that was a kid that they drafted. You know, and he balled. He balled. Jason Collins, he balled. John Collins? Yeah, John Collins. Jason Collins is the, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, John Collins had that one poster. They traded for Clint Capella. That trade right. worked out for them. For Houston, yeah, that did work out for them. You know, they had Gallinari. That guy worked out for them. He's a, Yeah, he's a good vet to have on your team. The team is set up nice, and it's not surprising that they beat a broken-down Philadelphia team. Granted, Embiid was hurt, and they still pushed him. He, that guy's a, he's a monster. He's, he's a monster. He's he's incredible. But just as incredible as Embiid is, for sure, Ice Trey showed that he's also on that level uh, or coming up to that level because he didn't show any type of fear. He reminds in the me. You're, you just. I mean, you brought Steph up. He reminds me of Steph, right? Like the way, obviously, in his style of play and his size, stature. You know, what he does, his position, obviously, you know, there's a lot of... How he shoots, common, how he finds the I shot. Mean, dude, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot there. Very that similar. Steph, which is, that's a good that's a good comparison. So, Wednesday, game one tips off at uh, 8.30. Hawks, Bucks. Who do yeah. you got, bro? I'm going to take the surprising upset, the Hawks. I'm going to take the Hawks because Milwaukee just doesn't, just doesn't do it for me, you know? The Greek freak is nasty, but he has his limitations. Right. Chris Middleton is really balling for the Bucks and keeping them alive. I feel like he's exhausted. He looked very tired at the end of Game 7. 
Drew Holiday has to step up. The rest of the team has to step up. And I don't know if they'll be able to do it because Atlanta's walking in there with that we believe in us mentality. Fuck what everybody else thinks. And that can be dangerous. That can be dangerous because Milwaukee's expected to win. They're going to have the home court advantage, all this stuff. And nobody's going to give Atlanta the chance. But I, that's why I pick Atlanta. They're going to surprise them. And in the West, we saw that. Oh, Phoenix. we're not going there yet. We whoa, gotta, whoa, let me get right. my pick, my man. Bad, my Jeez. bad, baby. My Give bad. Me a second here, Captain. I know you're steering the ship, but bad, let me get bad. a good look at the view. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Bucks actually. So this is uh, pretty good. I might I didn't know you were gonna go with Atlanta. I'm gonna go with the Bucks for the sole reason that you know me. I'm Mister Excuses. I like to look for excuses, right? And uh, if the Bucks win and go to the finals, that gives us the reason to be like, well, we got beat by the best team in the Eastern Conference. The best team in the Eastern Conference swept us in the Milwaukee Bucks. And ultimately, if they win the championship, the champions that year ended up beating us. And, you know, that's who ultimately swept us. So uh, that's pretty much the main reason why I'm going for them. I really don't have a dog in the fight. with <laughs> no, neither teams. one of us do. I just hope that it's like the last two series. I hope they go to game sevens. I hope that they're really exciting. Uh, comeback wins and and you know that all that good stuff you know. So, so you think either, it's going seven? Uh, I I would I just I hope I hope it goes seven. No, no, at this no. Point. We're we're predicting here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna seven. say I'm gonna say it goes seven. I'm gonna go seven seven games. I'm gonna say the Bucks take it in seven games. Okay. Yeah, yeah just don't touch that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, we're we're back in uh, the OG <clears throat> studio today, guys. So sorry if the audio has been a little different today. No, it's fine. Um. I think Atlanta wins in six games. Like I just feel like Milwaukee is exhausted. They had that emotional roller coaster of beating the Heat, right? Mm-hmm. And once they beat the Heat, it was like, ah, oh, we slayed the dragon. And then they were into a fucking dogfight with Brooklyn. They were like, oh, shit, we weren't ready for this. And now they're walking up against a team that really has high confidence and is really young and energetic, doesn't really have a lot of injuries. It seems like the right recipe for a fucking upset. I like it. So I'm taking Atlanta in I like six the take. Games. I like the take. Let's go. Let's, let's see. Get, let's see who's who's right and who's wrong. Right. At I least like we that. got some time for it. For sure. Um. And then the other series. Let's go in the West Coast. Yeah, we, we got, got the Clippers and the versus Suns. Phoenix Suns without Kawhi so Leonard. By the time, and, hold on. And, I just want to note: by the time that the listeners are hearing this, we're already one game in. Yes. That that series is already uh, Suns are up one zero, and tonight, as you're hearing this, is game two. Correct at nine o'clock, but and if you we want. don't know. We definitely know that Chris Paul is yet to been announced to play. Right, he missed game one. Kawhi so, also missed game one. Well, for different reasons, though. Correct? Right. What is it? Uh, Chris Paul's COVID yeah, protocol. Chris, right. He's and in then, the protocol. And then Kawhi was his ankle. I think he sprained his ankle or yes, something sir. like that. So yes, sir. After crazy performances from him, but Paul George apparently has been stepping it up. Not even that. Chris Man. Well, Paul George balled out in game one. He he definitely played one well. But in Game Seven, you had that man kid, um, Terrence Man, Terrence Man, ball yeah, that's out. A good story, and he, you know, a hell of a story for I him saw to the, come. The Sports Center to come thing. up, yeah, bro, it was super cool. But we don't really know if Chris Paul's gonna play at all, and that's I'm, terrible. It's, it's well, at least there will be enough time because he's vaccinated, whatever, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's enough talent between both teams to it still be a competitive series. Yeah, like but, we saw Devin Booker ball out, dog. Dog had a 40-point triple-double. Like, mm-hmm. he balled out. That's that game like, one. That game one. You know what I mean? He balled out. That's crazy shit because Paul George, the vet, you know, playoff P, quote-unquote. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> Big-time, quote-unquote. Trash. He played really well. 
it didn't come it didn't you know come to a victory for for LA but you got to feel confident in his performance at least you know I don't know I just feel like the more talented team is the Phoenix team without Kawhi Clippers are going to struggle yeah he needs to come back ASAP and play game two to get that game because if they go down two zip that shit's a wrap Phoenix is going to win in six games and that's what I got that's I got Phoenix. got Phoenix I got Phoenix in six, in six. Something inside of me wants to say Suns in four. Wow. <laughs> I don't know what it is. No, I'm just kidding. That guy's awesome. That guy. Saw his face on the t-shirt. Dude, he was loving it. We're talking about the Suns in four guy. If you haven't seen it, uh, there was a fan in the last if series. If you haven't seen it, you don't know what Twitter is. <laughs> in the last series that uh, got in a fight, he was defending himself, basically. these Who were they playing in the last series? I don't even remember. Now, was it the Nuggets? I think it was Utah. a couple of Nuggets fans. No, I think it was Utah. Oh, it was Utah? He was There was a couple of Utah fans, and they were going back and forth, John, and he ends up you know getting punched and defending himself, but he whoops his kid's ass, and then he's like, sons in four, and that has been all over awesome. the internet. Everybody's picked it up. Uh, Devin Booker connected with him, got him tickets to the game. Cool. He was there taking pictures with everybody at the game and stuff. So that's, those guys that's why I'm de- saying Suns in four, but I think it's going to be Suns in five. Suns in five. I think so, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Shit. That's that's pretty quick. Yeah. You don't got belief in the Clippers or? um, Not without, not without Kawhi, man. Yeah, they need him. I don't think the playoff P is going to get it done. PG-13. Uh, dude, playoffs is R-rated, homie. You're not even allowed in here. What you doing, bro? It's just that he he's one of those guys. He's a phenomenal player, bro. One of the, literally one of the one of the best players in the in the NBA for the last ten years, I think, or however long he's been in the league. Yeah, but he's just never been able to get it done. I mean, we saw LeBron sun him time and time again when he was in Indiana. You know, and yeah, that's kind of what set it off for his career. Like he's never been able to turn turn that corner. And just kind of ascend his career into that championship player. He's just historically one of those guys that you see him have all the attributes to be that raw, right? To be that amazing, not superstar, but like elite superstar level. And he just shrinks at the moment. And he's one of those other guys that has shot himself out of playoff games because it gets into his mind. And then he's like, fuck, I'm off. And he stays off. And it's. It's done for the series, you know, until somebody carries him or some shit like that. For him, I I don't see him carrying this team like you said. He's not going to be able to average 30 points a game and shit like that where really the team can depend on him to carry the load without Kawhi. Kawhi is what makes that team run, which leads to a lot of questions for that Clippers team if they happen to lose and and head into the offseason, you know. Do they keep... Paul George, does Kawhi stay? What do you do with Patrick Beverly? Like, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. And like I said, that Phoenix team is way deeper. Way deeper than than the Clippers team. So that's why I for sure they got the edge. I know I picked Milwaukee, but I wouldn't even mind the Phoenix-Atlanta That'd be dope. That'd be a dope final. That'd be dope. Two historic NBA franchises. Because... Yeah, maybe Atlanta hasn't been up there, Atlanta but they've what, always Dominique Wilkins. Days, yeah, maybe? bro, deep, deep. Those were the best, the best years Atlanta had. And Even then, in I mean, the they 70s. had a good run. I mean, they've always they've been in the playoffs and stuff. They had yeah. the team with Josh Smith and uh, Al Horford, right? Yeah, back in the and, days. And uh, who was uh, Joe Johnson? I think might have played yeah, for, for the Hawks too. Steve Look, Smith played there once. He, so they, they they've they always had, had players and stuff. And then on the Sun side, you know, Charles Come Barkley on, comes to mind. Kevin Steve Johnson. Nash. 
you know, all these Come guys. Come on, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley. Yeah. Like, so that team was stacked. Charles Barkley, like that would make for a good final. Cedric Zabalos. Right Come on, dude. Like that team. Those two franchises are. If you know your NBA history, you'll be like, yeah, that's a really dope, dope fucking finals for those two franchises yeah. because it has been a while and now they're back on the main stage and people are gonna notice their superstar players like their Devin Booker's and their Trey Young. So it would be a raw as finals having Atlanta and Phoenix. Yeah. So fuck. I mean, their storylines, I guess, around the Clippers and the Bucks too. You know, because the Cl- the Bucks haven't won one since uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar was Lou Alcindor. Yeah, but they don't have 70, as many stars. They don't have like that. Good, like storyline. I, I agree. You know, they don't. They don't. Even with the, the, Clippers, the Clippers, even if they go in, they're not the Lakers. Nobody cares about the Clippers. Not in that LA. they wouldn't care, because making your first finals as a franchise is obviously a big accomplishment. Right. But you probably wouldn't even be favored. Fuck. <laughs> they, I don't think the Clippers would be favored. Let's say right Kawhi's now, out. The four teams. They, let's say they make it and Kawhi's out. They're not going to be nah. favored against whoever comes out in the East. No Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So. Right, man, it's gonna be Let's it's see gonna be an interesting folks, week. Man. We got a lot of a lot of bat playoff basketball. So yeah, yeah. And for my soccer people, I know a lot of people are watching the Euros. Man, I can't wait for that to go into the tournament. Oh, dude, if you want to talk about that real quick, just for a quick second, I saw yesterday the craziest comeback to tie the game from. I think it was Colombia. Oh no, Colombia ended up losing. No, there was a game. It was against Argentina. It was Colombia Argentina. Oh yes, yes. And that- Argentina was up. Like two zip, and then they ended up coming, coming back. They back. tied it basically in like the last, last minute. the last minute in, of in the extra game. time. Yeah, yeah, crazy, bro, crazy game. That was pretty fun to watch. It was a fun game, but they didn't do so well the next game after that. They lost to oh, Peru. They, they played two games in a row. Well, they're playing a bunch of games. Well, I know Peru got their ass whooped on like Friday or Thursday night. Yeah, they I lost. They lost to Brazil. Yeah, um, yeah, they got right. they got whooped up. Brazil, how's Brazil do looking? They're undefeated, Bob. Yeah, they're, of course. I shouldn't have come on, come on, come on, come on. But it's been a cool tournament, right? Because a lot of those tournaments, those guys are really fucking prideful and they play for their country. So they're giving it all they got. You know, I saw, I remember the game between Argentina and Chile, bro, within the first half. Oh, they were scrapping. Scrapping, bro. There was like 17 fouls. They fucking hate each other. (laughs) But it's so entertaining to watch because it's like everything's a slide tackle. This guy's hurting. It's like, is he really hurt? Oh, shit. He pops back up. He's running full speed. So it's re- it's really dope, and the same thing on the Euros. You know, yeah, a lot of a lot of us, you know, are from South America or, or the Caribbean, so we tend to the Copa America. But uh, across the pond, man, like we get, I personally get to see all the Chelsea guys playing in their t- in for their teams and seeing like the upsets and shit like that. Like Ukraine got upset, uh, Netherlands made it, uh, Austria made it for the first time ever to the knockout stages. Like, there's a lot of big storylines behind it. You know, where the there's not. The favorite favorites doing their thing, you know. So it's yeah, I know, I know. It's good for soccer, man. I asked you who or what sport in the last twenty years has gotten softer between basketball and football, right? But it has to be soccer. Soccer's up there. Oh, soccer's in the top five. Oh my goodness! Just the couple of things that I saw this this past weekend. (laughs) There was one guy that had me fooled. He was he was inside the box and he was attacking and he was gonna like you know take a shot at the goal, but he dude he ends up like it looked like he got tripped up. And in like real time, you're like, damn, that's that's a penalty right there. And when they replayed it, bro, the defender never, never touched, even him. touched him. He just flopped so hard. <laughs> Another guy got barely tapped, touched in the face, like just tapped in the face. And bro, this guy down, went down. down. Like the play resumed. Nobody around them cared. Everybody nope. just kept playing until like it went out of bounds. Yep. And then they were like, yo, let's go, let's go look at that guy. It looks like he's dead over there. And they're like, bro, get up. What's get wrong up. with you? You barely got hit. We're looking at the replay right now. Get up. What get are you doing? Up. 
Get up. So it definitely has to be soccer players. It, they're definitely in the top five. They're definitely in the top five, probably making a case for top three for two reasons. Number one, they're in really good shape. They're in really awesome shape. So for them to act like physical attacks are killing them like that, it's like, come on, bro. Back in the 80s, those guys weren't training. Like, Pelé wasn't fucking training, didn't have a six-pack. I was just telling my father-in-law, I was like, you think Pelé had a six-pack? Absolutely not. You name me any player who was world-class at that point, and that person was a regular Joe. (laughs) He was a regular Joe that he would finish a game and would (laughs) with great cardio, right? He would, after the game, maybe go to the pub, have a drink, and, hey, hang out with the locals. What's up? What's up? All right, I'm going home. Boom. Yeah, a the, regular the, the guy. The modern athlete is the modern is athlete is way different. Ten times a better athlete physically, and these guys just play so weak. And it's I don't know. It's hilarious to watch, man. But it's fun to watch. At least you no, know people I, are watching. Yeah, that. it definitely is. I'm getting more and more into soccer thanks to you. So yeah, for sure, bro. It's a good sport, man. It's a good sport, especially for kids. So if you have kids, put them in soccer. They're gonna love that shit. Trust me. But it's time to wrap this up, big dog. Yes, sir, bro. We got to get going. Another one in the books. Another one Back in the, the OG lab. It feels you, good. You feel me? It feels like home. Yeah, we're always home, dog. Where will we go? And you know we're going to be going somewhere soon. We're keeping that on the wraps for right now until we get full confirmation. Yes, but sir. Yes, sir. It's going to be dope. I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely, man. It's going to be dope. But, um, yeah, y'all, I, first of all, Joel, I want to thank you for allowing us to do this in your crib, dog. Always a good time in the lab, kicking ass, dog. And for you, the listeners, it's always really, I don't know, positive energy to have you guys interacting with us and checking us out on Instagram. Um, I saw a couple, a bunch of people wished you happy birthday, which is freaking dope. Yeah, um, appreciate that. Yeah, appreciate for, all the birthday wishes. No doubt, man. And it's really cool, bro. We're slowly building up, you know, this our little little community, this here. little community of man of Miami sports. And I really feel like they're entertained because we're giving them what they want. And yeah. for them to take out their time in whatever part of their day to listen to what we're saying here about sports and whether they disagree or agree, <laughs> they're taking the time out. And for that, guys, we can't thank you enough. So that's why we do cool shit to kind of pay you back and let you know that as much as you guys are messing you know being loyal to us we're gonna give that right back and tenfold yeah you're the reason why we're doing this while we're coming out here you know we've we've had long weekends yeah long days we're both exhausted but you know we want to make sure that we can still come out here and, and do our thing and i know it's a little bit uh, different this week, you know, we, we only got into a couple of things at uh, sports, you know, there's only so we much, make but, it happen, babe. but you know, but hopefully, we make it hopefully we entertained you guys for an hour where, whatever you, during whatever you were doing and Absolutely. we hope to see you guys again next week. I hope you weren't working during this <laughs> <laughs> straight up, yeah, man. but yeah, um, guys keep checking us out on the streaming platforms. Uh, we're hit on that Spotify, hit that Apple, subscribe. Apple users, please just leave a little, drop review, that little review, uh, rate, subscribe, rate and review on Apple every everybody else just subscribe and follow yes absolutely on all streaming platforms guys trust us we're out there joel and i are working behind the scenes a lot on the youtube stuff i promise you guys it's coming it's gonna be really dope once it kicks off you guys gotta trust us when we say this okay yeah i'm curious to see man i'm curious to see how many of our listeners prefer would prefer to see our mugs you know see for an hour instead of just listening to us. i don't know my mama said my face was made for tv <laughs> but i doubt it because she's my mama you my know? mom said my face was made for radio <laughs> yeah so look at us look at us who would have thought <laughs> thought look but, at us and but, don't forget follow us on instagram too. absolutely you know, so, so stay stays on it man keeping yes. you guys up to date with all the latest and if stuff. you like basketball hot takes go to twitter and follow me on sports with so so trust me they're gonna be ridiculous takes and you can talk <laughs> you can
could call me out on it. It's a good time. You're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret it, guys. What's the most important thing we always say, bro? You got to tell a friend, guys. Tell a friend. To tell a friend. Tell another friend. To tell another friend about this dope-ass podcast. Y'all, we've been telling you, nobody in South Miami is doing this for you guys. We're the only one that is bringing local content when it comes to sport, mixing it in with uh, national sports, and even giving European and Southern American flavor. Come on, y'all. You guys aren't going to get this anywhere else. You can get it isolated, but not all together. That's why SoSo got you back, y'all. Let us put you on, man. Yeah, absolutely. But until next time, y'all. Peace.